Hi, I'm Margaret Cho. You're listening to the Monsters of Talk. I'm here with my co-host. Hello, I am Jim Short. Where are we, Jim? We are. We we jumped on a plane and we flew from Los Angeles to Berlin, We're Germany. In Berlin, Germany. The and podcast that goes everywhere. I mean, it's it's pretty phenomenal. We kind of go and go and go, and we are here with our Berlin friends. Our Berlin friends, Peaches. Yes. Hello. <laughs> and John Renault. Hello. You Neither guys, of us are German, though, you know. You guys are Americans. I'm not American. I mean, Canadians. I mean, North Americans. North Americans. That's, that's all. North American. <laughs> I'm North American. North Americans. North Americans. Do you want to answer that, John? I'm, I'm Texan. That's yeah. Jim, he's to, Texan. To, so that's what, like being, like Texas is like its own country. As a Canadian, do you feel when somebody we calls you American? We don't have a country. <laughs> is that we like, just have is that an like amazing mayor that, uh, from the town I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> from, in, from, you know. You probably know all about him. Well, I mean, he's really, he's not the first crack smoker. No, he's mayor. not. But he might be the most um, irate, like, and, and the most, like, indignant one. Which, you know what shocks me is because uh, Toronto is a, like the Wait, most sensible sorry. city. You have to say Toronto. 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 Everybody I know from Toronto <laughs> is so sensible and um, not bombastic, not irrational, not crazy. Everybody from Toronto is, I don't know, they're all pretty rational. Cause maybe because it's real cold. Maybe that's why I moved to Berlin. Hmm. I find you to be quite rational. Oh, thank you. You know, <laughs> you, what, you, you know when I um, saw that pussy light? Oh, yeah, I, my pussy I, light. Yeah, yeah, I was like, that's genius. That is the most genius, because that's really, um, and it's the most rational, really realistic, right thing yeah. to have a pussy light. Right. You all want to show everywhere, everybody where the music comes from. And the joy and life. I actually, when I saw you with the pussy light, I cried. Oh. So I was like, that is the most beautiful thing oh. ever. And you guys, did you, did you sell that too? Did you mass produce them? No, no, just people stole that idea. Oh. You know? Who stole that idea? Well, Christine Aguilera used it on, um, I don't know, Grammys or something. All of a sudden, all the lights turned off, and then she had blinking pussy light in the shape of a heart. Mm hmm after she had seen my show. But that's okay. I'm not mad at her. I'm just telling you the, what well, happened. Well, the thing is, is that you, when you stage things, you really are really brilliant. Um, like when uh, you had the, um, the sleeves and then you had the, oh, the, the girl, that, yeah, that girl that you were doing a song with. Oh, and I put it on her head. Yeah. Oh, you noticed that because I love that part. I love that yeah, part. Yeah, because she had blonde hair and I had blonde hair and I put it over her and it was, it was, yeah, it's I love that. Amazing. Oh, thank you. Amazing. I also love that when you, when you had the, the white, the, the sort of like the white screen thing off of the sleeves and then you showed the film. They were my backup singers, my two heads. It's so yeah. incredible. But you know, one, one time um, my costume got lost, and mm -hmm. so I used a towel instead, oh. and it worked so much better. I'd go off stage, and then I'd come back, and it was like I had to have a shower, and I put a towel around my head and one around my body, and then I'd just open it up, oh. and then the backup singers would be there. It was so perfect. It's so perfect. I loved it, yeah. It's really beautiful. I mean, I think Thank that you. you really are just so rational <laughs> and... <laughs> You know, also just realistic, just like somebody from Toronto. And, um, yeah. 
And radical. Irradical. Rational, radical, and realistic. You're not a big crack smoker, though, like Rob Ford. Not a big one, no. Not a big one. No. But radical, but, but, but realistic in that, you know, you can, you, you can see it into being. It's, yeah. it's like you can take a, an outrageous idea yeah. and make it into real. Thank make it into so real much. life. Yeah. So I always enjoy your shows. And it's always very innovative. And I think no matter what, it's going to be innovative. It's going to con- continue to be. And, uh, but I haven't seen you this year yet. You haven't, I, I, um, well, what I'm flogging now, I have a movie. I made a movie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's called, uh, Peaches Does Herself. <gasps> That's exciting. And, um, it was my answer to jukebox musicals. Uh huh. Because jukebox musicals are, let's face it, they're horrible. It's like take amazing music from Queen and then write a really ridiculous story that right. has nothing to do with Freddie Mercury or Queen. Right. Who is such an incredible figure and, and a great like, story? Gay icon, rock icon, like at that time, whatever. How he yeah. slipped through the cracks and became, mm-hmm. you know, huge. And well, because his voice is amazing. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> then you make a, a, you know, a jukebox musical about the world becoming so gray, and we must find yeah. the secret guitar that is going to unlock creativity. <laughs> so yeah. I wanted to. Um, so I made a anti jukebox musical, which actually relates to the artist me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, things that people have thought or, or the mythology around peaches mm-hmm. and also uh, about the songs. And, um, yeah, it, it's amazing. I love I it. I love it. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. And actually, there's a, do you know Sandy Kane? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so yeah of Sandy course. Sandy Kane is uh, one of the, yeah. She's Believe great. It or not. She's really great. Yeah. I um, actually, I got into her. Um, she was the one that that Danny Bonaduce song, mm-hmm. and I got into her in the '90s, mid '90s, and then I showed Jim her a long time ago, and then she sang a song about Danny Bonaduce. Yeah, and I sent it to Danny Bonaduce. Didn't ever say anything about it. Yeah, well, <laughs> as I I was friendly with Danny Bonaduce, so I said I got to show you Sandy Kane. This is unbelievable, and I sent him a VHS tape. Never heard from him again. Oh, Sandy. Sandy <laughs> do, will do that. Uh, do you think he watched it? I don't think he even watched it. I was he, like... Well, he, he's had a few issues, so maybe, maybe he wasn't up for watching tapes at that point. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I point. was like, you know, you got to... I, I built it up. I, I don't think I built it up too much. But uh, how, did you, how did you hook up with her? Um, well, I'm a fan of uh, her rendition of Gloria. She's a cocksucking warrior. And yeah, she charges yeah. 20 bucks for everything. <laughs> yes, that she sucks. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I slowly got her into the idea. I brought her actually to Austria because I was um, curating a, a music night there. And it was her first time in, in um, Europe. That's incredible. Yeah, and she brought me presents. Uh-huh. She brought me um, Vicodin. Oh, and, and marijuana. I was like, you brought that? Like, How did you? From New York. She's like, yeah, you know, I just put it in my bag, but I brought it for you. I thought you'd really like it because oh, I like it. That's, yeah. yeah. I need to call her. <laughs> um, I think that's amazing. Yeah. And so, so he got her. Then she came to Berlin. She actually has a beautiful song about Berlin because she had a, it was really um, difficult for her here. She wondered why everybody was so nice, why nobody was like stealing her shit or yelling at her on the street oh my god and she, she had a really hard time with that yeah 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 so but um so she wrote this beautiful like nico type low voice acoustic guitar song that i that went on for like an hour that i recorded that's incredible yeah, yeah it's really beautiful that's really great she's she's quite an artist though she's really she is she's, she's really also, special she's, um, she also did uh I want to hold your glands. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's right. And she's <laughs> like, was, uh, I want to hold your hand. 
Yeah. Uh, rock around the twat. That's another one. She keeps writing me texts too, like, I have a new idea for a song, you know, and it's always about a twat or smell you later or, you know, like all this. I love it. She's great. Yeah, I love she's it. She's great. So, and I think she's not, you know, so recognized. And I also feel like she is either. Me, if I was uh, born when she was born, like I, I would be more of a comedian stripper, the, the mm -hmm. kind of like you know, or is she my future? So I couldn't figure it out. So in in mm. the in the, um, in the uh, rock electro opera called Peaches Does Herself, she is both my um, like fairy godmother and my nemesis. Oh, that's genius! So, yeah, so she like gives me my you know power to to be sexual. That's great. And then she takes away my love. Mm. Yeah. No, um, it's um, so then you wrote you wrote this and then you wrote all the music for it. No, I used the music from the last four albums. Ah, uh, and uh -huh. I, I said, do not. No, I'm not going to write any other songs. I'm going to make uh, a narrative just using those songs and I'm not going to cheat and I'm not going to have any dialogue and it's only going to be that. Oh, that's genius. Yeah. That's genius. I yeah. see. So it really is. It really is like one of those jukebox musicals. Yeah. That's so, really, I mean, yeah, that's what I wanted to it's do. It's literally that. And that, literally, but that's wonderful. Yeah. And uh, John Renault made the starring costume piece in the. Oh. Yes. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a really good project. John Renault has made a lot of um, starring costume pieces for us. He made my. Uh, dressed for the Grammys. He's Hi. made my outfits for a number of television appearances. And um, I think I, the, yeah, I think the, Grammy, the Grammys dress was in a, is a museum show. Yeah, it was wow. in a yeah. museum show in New York, actually. Yes. Yeah. It was very exciting. That was a very big turning point. So well, thank you, Margaret, thank for you. trusting a young... Well, the design Brooklyn was beautiful. And the, the, but the thing is, is that um, it, uh, when I wore it to the Grammys, there the, the people were like, what is, I was like why does she look good like it's like that was the first time I got like criticism for looking good not criticism but like what the hell it's confusing who who would have thunk it yeah it's, it's like when I when I sang a, 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 like that song we were talking about with the backup singer it's kind of a yeah it's, it's a ballad and it's like a heart yeah ballad and people are like who wants to hear Peach just sing a ballad <laughs> You know, everybody. So, yeah, so, everyone. Yeah, everybody. I'm gonna sing my bows. You're gonna wear those hot dresses. It's yeah. all gonna be great. It's about like, well, we can be in artists that are whole. We don't have to be one aspect. Because I think what, but yeah. what is true and what is great about you is that you are so magnificent in all these ways and beautiful and life affirming. And then the humor in it is part of that life affirming sensibility. You know, it's that's what I feel about you. It's great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. If I can lick your butthole too. Yeah, but it's it's <laughs> really life affirming. No, really, no, no, it's deep. I know. I love it. It's deep, and it's really. I mean, it's. Uh, I think that's what makes a good performer is that they're a whole performer. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not just one note. You that's know, right. it's got to be everything. I'm not just the fuck the pain away girl, which is but genius. <laughs> it's genius, though. But um, so was you being Kim Jong Il on uh, Thirty Rock? It was fun. Emmy that was you, right? right? That was me. Yeah, yeah. That was I got an, so an, an insane, Emmy, Emmy nomination. Amazing, and thank I mean, you. It was fun. Yeah. Oh, I really laughed. I really <laughs> so laughed good. about it because it was so. Uh, the first time they did it, they didn't have any money, so they um, 
they borrowed Amy Poehler's wig and um, it was like they did a five minute makeup job and it was so uh, arre- like visually arresting because they couldn't believe, because they thought it was just going to be this like silly thing, but then it really like, I really turned into him and it was yeah. really s- scary. So then the next time we did it, they bought a $4,000 like a lace front wig <laughs> and they got, they got all this costume stuff and then, you know, it was like a really, really big deal. But it was very, uh, it was exciting because I like that show. Um, I think, I think, you know, it, it, it's great to play a man. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. You, but you were, you know, you were more, more than a man. You were also <laughs> just hilarious. Thank you. Incredible. There's been parties where we've watched the clips on loop. Oh, I'm you glad. Play, yeah. Greatest waiter. I'm really glad. I'm really glad. Really great. Thank you. Thank you. It was fun. I think it's just, uh, it's fun to go into somebody's sort of established art thing and then kind of do something in their world. I like, I like that a lot. Like I got to do um, Sex and the City and it was really exciting to be like, to step into somebody else's world and then, and then just kind of be in it. And if you're a fan of it, it's like super exciting. So it's cool. It's really cool. Yeah. You know what I love? I love um, the song that you did with Iggy Pop. Oh yeah, that was that was really fun too. That was hot. Yeah, because he um he he uh, recorded my song Rock Show. Yeah. Um, but actually he just sang over it and called it a duet and put it on his album. <laughs> so, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and also just childhood dream. This is really weird. Me and my two friends Gonzalez and Taylor Savvy. We used to have an instrumental band where we would play one riff for like ten minutes. It would change, but it would be like like really intense mm-hmm. and we said the only two people that we would ever have be our singers mm-hmm. are Diamanda Galas and Iggy Pop <gasps> and then uh, when he used that song he said to me uh, do you have any other songs maybe I'm, I'm looking for more songs and I'm like well I have this instrumental band Feedem um, maybe you want to use and he's like yeah send it over and then it, it, it's called Motorin the song and then he used it on his album so it was like wow you know, that's you know, a you dream think back in this like, your little garage you know space yeah. and then yeah, That's yeah, and dream. then um, oh, the most fun part was um, going to Miami, and we made the video yeah. in an old bank, and it was just so much fun, so much fun riffing off each other. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, he seems like he would be really fun, like a fun guy, a nice guy, and he just like from what I got, just what I gathered, he just appreciated you, and yeah, like you know, it was almost like uh, like a almost you know handing d- something over. You know, I I, f- I feel yeah, I I see him every few years mm-hmm. and I always have a moment alone with them and it really feels like that like yeah I've never had a mentor but you know yeah. it's kind of that yeah like he's he's, just, he's like sort of the protege he's incredible you know yeah. it's so cool yeah. and he's a he's sort of like a Berlin thing like a Berlin icon yeah he is you know yeah um what is what is the experience of living here and making art and doing stuff from here? I mean, that there's something so an energy that's so beautiful in Berlin, and yeah. I, I mean, it, you know, what is it about the city that draws you to it? Um, well, it's funny because even in your show, the way you were saying things are so open here, mm-hmm. it's funny because like on a mainstream level, like they're not so open, but somehow there is like money for arts and, and yeah, you know, the attitudes. But then there's also not openness. I don't know. Right. It, it goes two ways. But, um, you know, it's hard for me to answer that question. I, I definitely think that cheap space helps a lot with right. people. Uh, and um, the how fucked up it is, like, just weird 
things that you can't find anywhere else because cities are actually so established mm -hmm. and things like that. So you still have that. I mean, when I moved here, you know, in uh, like 2000, it was even more like that. And people you speak to, they're like, oh, 2000 was nothing. You should have been here like, uh, you know, in the 90s. That was when it was really crazy, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And then people in the, are like, oh, the 80s were great when the wall was up. <laughs> and it was like really decadent on our side. And then we were sneaking in, you know, like punk records to all the kids over there, you know. So there's just such a crazy history of shame and guilt and you know, mistake and yeah. bombings and, <laughs> yeah. I wonder if like, because um, I just moved here a year and a half ago from yeah. New York and, and it's great and it's an amazing, amazing city and it's, the people are super creative and amazing and it is that energy that draws you in and sort of brings you to stay. Um, I'm moving, but <laughs> it's only because of when you work in fashion, you, you have to be in a fashion central city. So I tried to do, uh, I, I got a lot of art done and I learned a lot and I expressed a lot. And this is still an amazing city for young artists and creative mm -hmm. people. Um, it's, there's no place like it. I, don't, I think it is, like you were saying, the cost of living and the people. It's, it's just a, it's a more open spirit among the young people, especially, I think. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's uh, it's changing. It's it's really like the mecca for like artist hipsters now. Mm -hmm. So it's like rents are going higher. Mm -hmm. Things yeah. are happening. It's but it's still like no other place in the world. I always think like, oh, it's so normal now. Well, where I live in Prenzlauerberg, it's like, you know, completely shishi now. I've I've lived there, you know, for a long, long time, and the changes are insane. Mm -hmm. Like you could, but but it yeah. But you know, it's like a. You know how Brooklyn like change. It, it's happening right. here and stuff like that. But I still think it's screwed up enough that you can still have a really good time. But that's also a problem. There's not a lot of um, there's a lot of art and a lot of uh, um, like uh, for visual art. A lot of um, big galleries moved here and then moved out because nobody, everybody's making art, but no one's buying it. And the uh -huh. same with music too. You, you, I, I'm so lucky that uh, you know the minute I moved here, I started traveling. Right. So you know. I got to enjoy everything. I was really lucky in that way. Mm -hmm. And then you're, I mean, you're also just such a major tourer. Like you're always touring, always doing shows all over the world. So it's like a constant yeah. motion. So, I mean, it would be good to come to a place like this and sort of rejuvenate. Exactly. You mm. can be really chill if you want. You don't have to like walk out your door and get, you know, run over by people yeah. Hurrying, hurrying. Yeah, it's yeah. a different thing. It's yeah. a different thing. It's good. I mean, even though we live in Los Angeles, we're barely there anyway. Like we're always on the on the road touring. So it's it's like we need like that kind of peace. Like in a way, like I feel like, oh, this is a, this is a great place because there there is the sense of this is a real city. It's a real place. It's not like a weird made up place where in a way sometimes I think like New York and L A can be very much about the industry yeah. and um so that there there's so much hunger that's driving people towards that that you you're kind of in a made-up situation yeah. I, I thought it was amazing in your show how you just how you embraced uh berlin and germany so much in your show like mm -hmm. with the things you said not being you just because a lot of times i think americans become very american-centric yeah. Like even with like, oh, it doesn't matter. They know me, you know. But it was really cool to see how you brought in 
That well, thank too. you. Yeah. Well, because I, I'm do you kind do that of in every, yeah, I, I try to do it. One. Yeah, I try to do it. In, I try to find out whatever is going on wherever we are and try to talk about what it is that draws me there. Yeah. And what's going on. And um, for, for me, really, this was about Harold Gluckler. Yeah. <laughs> Too. I know. That was, that was my first obsession when I got to Germany. Yeah. He apparently has a line of flooring at the local Home Depot. Oh, he does? Bauhaus, and it's just like in the Home Depot, pictures of him posing with flooring. Fabulous, with flooring yeah. and wallpaper. Yeah. Amazing. It's amazing. amazing. And then like the way that he markets all of the stuff, like he's that fashion designer, but he it's all for like kind of a home shopping network audience. And um, it, it, it's like he's tr sort of selling this weird drag glamour to... Maybe that should be my goal. Maybe that's my next career move is I'm going to be that kind of designer. Well, I think that there is a beautiful aspect to taking queerness and drag and bringing it to older housewives who've lost their sense of sexuality. <laughs> you know? Like, this is what I love that about... It's really beautiful, actually. But no, it's, it's really an important thing. It's, 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 it's a big... It's a, I think it's a very important topic right now. Yeah. Also, I mean, thing. it's always been an important topic, but it's never really been addressed. And I yeah. think that, you know, uh, people like you, people like mm -hmm. me, people like Sandy Kane even, you know, are, are addressing that in their own way. It's not like you're hiding away. You, you, mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I think it's really Very good. Important. I think it's really good. I mean, what I love about your music is it, 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 it's like making what I feel, I guess, my sexuality really the, the, the top story. Like, this is like... You know, I have spent so much of my life taking my sexuality and kind of sort of hiding it and sort of being apologetic about it or like fucking guys that I don't like because I feel like I, somebody likes me so I have to fuck them. <laughs> so, you know, like, I, 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 it's, it's like I'm going to actually like for once make my sexuality a priority and that's what your music really does for me. So that that's like this thing where we got to give importance to people that feel invisible in a lot of ways and so... I, I feel like, okay, well, in my shows, I want to talk about my sexuality because it is important to me, but I've had it mashed down by so many societal constructs by looking a certain way, by I'm not white and I'm not blonde, I'm not the, these things that I'm supposed to be in order to be sexual, yet I'm still able to be that. You got sex. Yeah. You want sex. And yeah. You know, you know, you're entitled to it. Yeah. Of course. But in, to in talking about it, it's very empowering and an exciting thing. So I think that when you bring glamour to an audience that is traditionally not considered glamorous and not allowed to express that part of themselves, it really is such a important thing, yeah. you know? And so that's why I think Harold Glucker, it's like not a joke. I think he's really great. Like, I think yeah. it's really, really, really cool. And I, I feel like he gets made fun of a lot, which is his knee-jerk reaction to say no to things because yeah. he doesn't want to be part of it. Yeah, but also people make fun of people for, you know doing anything different yeah. also, so. Yeah. But I mean, I think, um, like, especially when you're talking about bringing design and bringing glamour to people, that's, it, it's sort of always, ex with what I do, it's always, I've, I'm not the designer for Katy Perry and I'm not the designer for Lady Gaga. I've always designed for women that I felt, I've turned down pop stars before and it's probably not been the best career move, but it's, Definitely, I'd rather work with people that inspire me and make me really exciting, like you and Margaret and Cindy. And these are mm -hmm. all people that are strong women, and they're not 21 years old and they're not, you know, anorexic. But I love it. I love designing for real strong women. Mm -hmm. And I think Harold does bring a little bit of that 
type of empowerment. To yeah, it's exciting. I wanted to tell you about something that uh, a costume that a, a girl made me in Australia because mm -hmm. they, you know, you're Australian. Jim? I, yeah. yeah. So I think Australian people are the craziest, most fearless, weird people ever. I love them. Mm -hmm. And um, all my dancers have been Australian. But um, I had a, a pair of tights made for me, and it was called Fat Vag. Ooh. Yeah. So it was tights, but the, the vag was um, outside, just big lips. <laughs> <laughs> it was like P-H-A-T, fat badge. That's hot. Yeah, yeah. And then she made another one that was like called Camel Toe, where it was inside, but it was obviously really fat. But mm. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah. It's great. It's great to have that kind of like, that kind of pussy pride. You pussy know, pride. pussy pride, because there's so much of it. It's kind of like, well, you know, there's so much like men are so valued to having like a big package. But women, if we have like camel or whatever, it's like, it's yeah, we're valued to have a, a little, little tiny hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like almost, you know, like that invisible feeling. right? Yeah. And the, all the you, amazing what you were talking about the negative space and mm -hmm. everything because it's all the buildings right are all like oh that's so phallic yeah that's yeah. so large you yeah know, visually it's like Ugh. yeah 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 that's why i always go like i love tunnels yes <laughs> i do too <laughs> tunnels are cool tunnels are cool yeah. i love the peach outfit my my favorite uh stage costume of yours is the the peach oh yeah it's where so it's like a yeah f like it has folds and everything yeah it's so like beautiful and like just juicy and yeah. fabulous and cute thanks <laughs> it's really really cute it was not a, a john renault but it was a von alexander who's done a lot von's mm -hmm. done amazing stuff yeah mm -hmm. he came to berlin um at the time um we had a, a squatted building that we, we occupied the like second floor of, and um, it was cold. There was no heating, but um, Vaughn came and I, I said, I have a, I have a space for you. You can, you know, live there. There was no heating. He lived in a, in like, a, like I had a bed for him and he found um, a case of mini bottles of rosé champagne and that's what he lived on and he made me costumes. Oh. <laughs> That sounds like it made him a slave, didn't it? No, no. Okay. I yes, think that sounds that's like an ideal. Story. I think that's an ideal existence. I thought it was maybe, <laughs> but it got cold and then he left. But uh, he made incredible, incredible outfits. Uh, he made the pussy light together oh. with Fubi, who, who who lives here, who does a lot of like. Um, he, he helped me make lasers and things for the show. Yeah, and um, yeah. So they together did the pussy light. The pussy light was really, I mean, it was really inspiring yeah. because it's just like, it, 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 it just once again reiterates the power of the pussy. I'm going to bring back the pussy light. I think it's really emotional too. You got to reclaim it. Yeah, I have to reclaim it. Well, because um, Gaga also has like the like uh, fireworks, yeah, the pussy yeah, fireworks yeah. and the, yeah, she's, yeah, she's everything. She takes so it's everything. Like, so. Yeah, no, which is fine and it's great and everybody sees it and, mm -hmm. you know but um so the, i kind of was like oh okay other, other people them. have it you gotta get one of them like uh, reclaim one of them occupy eco pussy one of the light. new eco-friendly lights one of those like <laughs> those ones <laughs> you gotta do the switch over now switch like, like, not those old bulbs that wasted a lot of electricity no, yeah no, no, very no, green. mine 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 isn't an old bulb no 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 no, no. <laughs> not an it's old like a string of leds 
So, and I used to have a, one of those head bike light things yeah, just yeah. in case it wasn't going to work. I could always put that there. All right. Right. Um, yeah, I love, I, I think it's really when, I hate when a prop doesn't work. Like I used to have this, um, you know, my, I, my big burlesque thing is I, I do a beautiful Sally Ransdell fan dance and then I, the, the last thing, I take everything off and the last thing I reveal is a really old wrinkled cock that's like rubber and it, it's made of uh, an impression of my friend made a, made a mold of his cock and he's my age and it's just like a long balls and, but it's a very beautiful dance because it's like a really, really elaborate um, fan dance and it's like very 1930s and it's very beautifully costumed and I'll like wear makeup and a wig and everything when I do it, it's huge. But then like when I reveal that the whole time I'm wearing this old wrinkly cock, it, it just, the audience screams and then laughs for like 10 minutes and it's really gratifying to me, but I always so was so afraid that the cock would fall off because it was just being held on by double stick tape. Has that so. ever happened to you, Jim? Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely uh, uh, used to the laughter <laughs> uh, upon, upon reveal, absolutely. And uh, <laughs> there is always that moment of like, what if it doesn't stay? <laughs> it's, eventually, it's got to give. I hate it that when it doesn't work. But it, because when it falls off, it's just like, oh no, yeah. oh, it doesn't work. Yeah. But, um, so you got to have the backup light. Then it's like the detachable penis songs. You remember that? Mm -hmm. King Missile? Oh yeah. Like, loses yeah. his. A backup dick. I have a backup dick. Um, I have two of them, but I don't have the backup dick can't be put onto underneath the other dick. So, um, it, that, that whole dance was a really high concept because yeah. I, I was originally had a, a rubber vagina on top of it. Um, and then I was going to strip out of the panties and then I would have this really weird looking vagina that was really, um, like a, like a weird fake, um, on top of a cock and then I was to take the vagina off and then the cock. Wow, that's elaborate. And then I was gonna take the cock off and then be naked, but then it was too high concept and then it, I just looked like I was wearing diapers. And <laughs> it was just real, it was weird, like real like Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of, you know, cause I had all these like weird cocks and vaginas in my dressing room all the time. And it was, well, yeah, it was real leather face. For um, it, Peaches Does Herself, my electro rock musical. <laughs> Anti jukebox musical. I have um, a penis mm. and an exploding penis. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, that's great. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I know we did a little art show, and and I, there's, I mean, the first half is all pussy, and the second half is all dick. That's awesome. So, yeah. So I had a little art show about it, and we have like a big pussy rug, and it looks like from the seventies, and then. Mm -hmm. You know, and then um, like the exploding dick and exploding boobs, and then the wow. bo yeah, but there's no balls. Mm. What's mm -hmm. a dick without balls? Hmm. There's no, I had no balls. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. The balls are, I don't know. It's in incomplete. Yeah, but with lesbian sex, they never have balls. They always get, you, you, you I don't know. You kind yeah. of forget that they're there. Yeah. So you just don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm not always looking for the balls. Yeah, so I guess I didn't really, you know, think about it. But um, <laughs> did you see blue is the warmest color? You, have you heard about it? I've heard about yeah. it. I haven't seen it yet. Because uh, that's like, that'll make you want to be a lesbian again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But um, what I wanted to mention is because they used, I think, prosthetic pussies because they didn't really want to scissor. <gasps> oh, didn't really? Those, didn't those girls feel like they were really... Um, 
Exploited. Mani manipulated and exploited yeah, by yeah. the director because now they've, they've they've had a bunch of stuff. I was hoping I'm, it I'm really on glad the, on the to plane. hear that because I always thought it was weird. I always thought it was part of the tr the French tradition where you take like the young girl and the older man. You know the, all those oh, yeah, French yeah, yeah. movies. Like yeah. So here we are in the same situation, but it's just two young girls this time. Oh. It's like one girl's seventeen. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. and um, but the the sex scenes are crazy hot mm -hmm. but um it's it's a straight male director so right it's, it's kind of you're just kind of like yeah, it's kind of weird yeah it's kind of weird but i would like to see those fake pussies i just want the pussies yeah i want to see what they, just, those fake pussies i mean is it just like a uh stick on i want to i want to like well have john you could have one of the fake pussies and i could and we could finally scissor we could be a real father and son moment there <laughs> <laughs> she's my deadbeat dad she, <laughs> True. That's my daughter, actually. Oh, <laughs> she was no. my roommate in Brooklyn for a while, and she used to just drop in every few months. You know, oh, no. Real That's real deadbeat dad. You I need to pay dad. that child support. I don't know I what's know. wrong with I'll you. I'll just give him a fake pussy. <laughs> wow. That's what you're getting for Christmas. Actually, that would be the most French movie ever. Fake pussy. Yeah, if it was you, a dad and his son you, rubbing you were, their fake You were like Ray Don Chong. <laughs> and Tommy Chong? <laughs> I'm just hoping that the fake pussy movie will finally get the French over Jerry Lewis. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, where do you get the, inf the sources of the information that is coming, the fountain of information from you guys? The, the fake pussies, I didn't even know. I wouldn't even know. I don't to, know. Where to, where to find out any of that. I, uh, I, I don't know where I got that information. Maybe I, I hope I didn't make it up. It was probably on Entertainment Tonight. <laughs> Fake pussies. It's an incredible thing. Um, now, uh, I guess we have to wrap up here. We, this is too interesting. I, I, I want to know, first of all, where can I tweet you? I love you guys. Yeah. And the movie. When, when can and we where see can we movie? see the movie? Um, you, yes, I will give you a private link. Oh God. But where can we, where can the world see it? When I will know, it come out? I know that's what you're really asking, right? That's yeah. horrible But when will the world, will see, the will world see it? will see it. I think, um, January, we're going to have a release. I'm going to put oh, it out that's myself fantastic. through that's dist great. Distrify, great. which is a really oh, that's good, great. Yeah, do you know Distrify? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great. So, um, yeah, it'll, it'll be happening, I think, January. And then will you tour with the film? How I have you? been touring with the film. Ah. I can't tour with the film anymore. I did it like for a year. It was amazing. It was amazing. But I need to make some new music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I was, you know, I did the, the show that you saw I did for two years. Mm -hmm. And then I started my, um, my rant on... Um, DJing and and uh, you know how it's like male rock star all over again. So mm -hmm. I have a new show that's like a DJ extravaganza, which really is me DJing, but also performing and singing. And I have burlesque dancers and that's blah blah great. blah. Yeah, it's great. And then also the movie, it went to like sixty festivals last year. That's awesome. Yeah, it started at Toronto Film Festival, which was great. That is so yeah. awesome. So yeah. Well, we can't wait to see it. Yeah. Um, where can people find out about it? And then you're like, your Twitter? Uh, the, there's, the, yeah, there's uh, my personal mm -hmm. Twitter is uh, Peaches Nisker. Mm -hmm. It's one word. That's my last name, Nisker. Yes. And then uh, Peaches Does Herself. There's a website, too. That's so exciting. Yeah. I don't tweet from Peaches Does Herself, but yeah, through Peaches Nisker. That's perfect. Yeah. And what about you, John? Um, you can find me at John Renaud, R-E-N-A-U-D, and uh, I'm going to be opening an atelier in Los Angeles come 
February. Oh, good, good, yeah. good. So um, I guess I, well, I'll probably need a dress for, no, I, I don't think I'm going to go to the Grammys. I'm not nominated this year, but I might just go. But we'll see. Well, we'll work that out. We'll work it out. I think it should just be rubber pussies. Yeah, the dress is rubber pussies. Wouldn't that be incredible? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then it, uh, what if they just queefed? Yeah. That would so be it's amazing. be like a whoopee cushion. Glitter. Yeah. Queefed glitter. The, the power of the queef, too, I think queefing is like really, that there's a real fear of queef. Uh, that, you yeah. know, pussy yeah. farts. I got some queef lyrics <laughs> in my song Slippery Dick from my third album. I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid. He, he, uh, he asks his deadbeat dad, me, to queef a lot. Uh, that's how he wakes me up in the morning. <laughs> Is that a breeze? I really love the deadbeat dad. It's really, really yeah. good. And it, it's also uh, my son, Shauna Nash, who is uh, our roommate, too. Yeah, I so, so of course you did. And, and Shauna, Shauna was course. my son. It's so cute. And I was their deadbeat dad. They'd be like, Dad! And then gotta go. It's really cute. I mean, it's also a little bit with the fashion thing. It's a little bit like um, Harry Dean Stanton and Molly Ringwald in Pretty in Pink. <laughs> 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 that's what I'm sort of seeing. Is that that's the that's the that's the legacy. I think who, it's beautiful. Who's who? Am, am I Molly? You're, Ringwald? you're Molly Ringwald. Oh, okay. The daughter. The daughter. Yeah. You know. Um, it's really. Uh, yeah. We're gonna have to watch that together, but I'll probably have to leave halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> Just like my fifth birthday. <laughs> oh, I like Deadbeat Dad. I think it's really, really good. I think it's really good. I love it. Well, you guys are the best. You guys are the best too. Woo! We love Y'all you. Are the be- we're all the best. We're all the best. We're all the best. We're all the best. And we're we're loving Berlin. Um, you can tweet me at Margaret Cho. Where can they tweet you, Jim? At fake pussy. <laughs> no, 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 that's gonna be hashtag. Yeah. No, yeah hashtag rubber hashtag pussy. Fake pussy, rubber pussy. Uh, at Jimmy Shelter. You can tweet both of us at Monsters of Talk. We are on every Mondays uh, on SoundCloud.com. You can uh, subscribe on iTunes. We love our listeners. Um, We're in Berlin, y'all. We will talk to you next time.